uh, but there were over 130 people who came and stood out in the hot sun yesterday doing various things. And here's the thing. Before you clap for them, we're going to clap for them. Hang on. But here's what I want to say about them is apparently there was some planning meeting with the, with the group who makes this rib fest happen. And uh, when we told them we were bringing over 130 volunteers, one of their people started crying. Or at least got teary-eyed, is what I was told, because we increased their volunteer capacity by 400%. So let's give God the glory real quick for all of those people, yeah, who love Jesus more than us. So thank you, thank you. Hey, really, really, really glad to be here with all of you today. It's an honor. I want to give one last shout out real quick. There's a church in town and a friend of mine named Tim Parsons, whose kids go to our school, actually. And uh, they came after the Rib Fest and his church, the Journey Church, walked our property and picked up trash and it's just a great reminder that the love of God is available to anybody who calls on his name. It's not just found on the corner of 10th and Dan Jones. It was over there at Trader's Point this morning as they were meeting for worship. It's at Journey Church. And I am so thankful for the love of God in our community. Last big shout out real quick. Say thank you, God, on three. Ready? One, two, three. Thank you, God. All right, all right. So here's the question. What would make a group of people gather together in the hot sun and do this? There's one answer. Crazy. No, that wasn't it. It might fit, but that wasn't it. It's one word. It's love. Because love is a game changer. If you know this, if you look out here, and if you drive down these roads, we see houses and neighborhoods and apartment complexes and buildings and businesses popping up all over our community. And our community is exploding with people who are moving here from other communities. Many of them, like my family, don't necessarily have family in the area. And so they're looking for community. They're looking for a place to belong, a place to fit in. That's why a lot of us, we were walking this property yesterday just praying, praying, asking God to move in their hearts, to stir in people like, God, would you do something in this community through us? That's why we've gathered here today, so that our God would know that we love him and so that the people around us would know that we love him. And I'm so thankful to be a part of this body. I'm so thankful. If you're visiting with us today, we just want to say welcome. We are so glad you're here. We gather because we love God, and because we love God, we love you. I want to read a really, really quick verse to you. This comes out of 1 John chapter 4. John writes this, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. I'm going to read that again because I'm not sure that's it in, right? That's one of those verses you hear and you should go, woo! So we're going to practice that. Ready? On three, we're going to go, woo! Because I was singing all the way back there by the trees, and I think we just got the quiet section. They're like, we can't see the words. So that's cool. That's cool. But everybody can woo. All right? We're going to woo on three. If you're not the wooing type, that's all right. We're outside. Let it go. Here we go. One, two, three. Woo! That was what I'm talking about. Now, I'm going to read this verse again, and now you're practiced up, right? Here we go. 1 John 4, verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. 
Nah, that's what I'm talking about. Makes me wonder exactly what heaven's going to look like, right? We're told that the multitudes of nations of all of time and history who love God will be gathered together singing his praises, crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And it just makes me wonder, like, would this place be filled with the millions, the billions gathered together? What would the deafening of that sound be like? You think this is loud. You think it's loud inside there. What does it sound like to have millions or billions of people gathered together singing the praises? It would be a deafeningly beautiful sound. And that's why we gather, because we love God. And here's the thing. The reason we love God is because God first did what? Amen. Jacob, good job. Is that you? Way to go, my man. Did you guys see Jacob up here dancing? Love that guy. He's got life. And the reason he's got life is because God first loved him and God first loved you. In fact, Paul goes on and he says it this way. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Here's what that means, church. You know this, right? It means that God didn't wait for you to get your junk put together. God didn't wait till you were perfect. God didn't wait till you looked a certain way. God didn't wait till you were a certain height. God didn't wait till you made the right connections. God didn't wait till you put together the pieces. God out of bankruptcy, stopped committing that sin. While you were still a sinner, Jesus Christ died that you would know God loves you. So that anybody, anywhere willing to stop their life and say, I can't keep going like this. I need help. And turn to God in mercy will find his love. You missed it. That was your womb moment. <laughs> Feels like Billy's up here, right? But it's an outdoor service. We're gathered together, and the reason we're gathered is because we love God, and because we love God, we love each other. In fact, John goes on, and he says that. Verse 10, John, 1 John 4, 10 says, This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Then he goes on and he says, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Somebody always takes a leader, man. It always takes a leader. And we ought to love one another. I don't know when the last time Kingsway gathered as one church is. I think it's been a while. For those of you who've been here longer than me, I've only been here about nine years. I'm not sure when that was, but it was more than nine years ago. Look around for a second. That's pretty amazing. Thousands of people, children, older, younger, gathered together to simply say, God, thank you. Thank you for your love. And because you loved us, we're going to love each other. But the love doesn't stop there. In one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible, Luke chapter 15, we find in Luke 15, Jesus tells a number of stories. See, Jesus is hanging out with what's called sinners. I don't know if you know what those are, but look in the mirror this morning. Okay, you know what a sinner looks like. Jesus is hanging around them, but he's not just hanging around people like me and you. He's hanging around the worst of the worst. Oh, wait, maybe he is hanging around people like you, me and you. He's hanging around people that everybody else is looking at and saying, you have no business being with them, Jesus. And he goes and he tells a series of stories. And each of the stories that he tells is intended for the audience to know God loves so much that he loves past whatever it is that brought them to that moment. 
Well, here's what's really fascinating to me. In Matthew chapter 18, we find the same story that Jesus tells in Luke 15, but the context of it is different. So much so that it makes us think that Jesus tells the same stories over and over and over again, a lot like your dad. Have you noticed that? Every time I make the same joke, every time my wife goes to Kroger, we live close to Kroger, and she says, Matt, I'm going to run to Kroger, I say the same thing every time. I say, you know, he'd be faster if you drive. And all the dads in the room are like, I'm going to take that one. That's a good one. And my wife looks at me about a month ago, and she says, are you ever going to stop saying that? And I said, nah, because that's what my dad did. So if you think something is important, you say it over and over and over again. And the fact that we have the same story told twice in two totally different contexts tells us this was such an important truth to Jesus that he just keeps telling it over and over and over again. But see, Matthew 18 is different than Luke 15. I teach on Luke 15 all the time. But in Matthew 18, here's how the story goes. Jesus gathers together a bunch of people, and the disciples are too busy fighting with each other about who's the greatest. Who does God love more? Does he love me? or does he love you and you got Peter and you got John who wrote this book and you got James you got some guys there and they're all fighting well he probably loves me more because he said this he probably loves me more because I did this and the disciples are fighting and Jesus says let me tell you guys a story and he grabs one of these little kids like this little guy here look at that little guy he's bold man he's like I'm going up on stage and Jesus grabs this little guy and brings him up on his knee and he sets him on his knee and he says let me tell you a story guys if you want to know what heaven is really like Become like this little guy. Now, here's the thing. In Jesus' culture, nobody paid attention to little kids. Little kids were kind of pushed aside. They were like, hey, we'll get to you later when you have value to the community. When you bring something to the table, we'll pay attention to you. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. See, little kids have value because they're weak. They're humble. They can't do anything to protect themselves or provide for themselves. If somebody doesn't show up and give food or shelter or clothing, they just go hungry and naked and poor. And so they need someone to provide it. Jesus says and so I tell you what heaven is like heaven is like a little kid it's when all of you realize just how desperate you are for God that's when God's love shows up and says this is how much I love you I'm going to spread out my arms I'm going to give up my life to rescue you then he goes on yeah you got your woo moment you missed your cue over here they, they beat you to it all right so then he goes on and he tells this crazy story he says imagine a guy has a hundred sheep and one of his sheep goes wandering off. And he looks around and he goes, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Huh. Here's what the shepherd does. He leaves them all together and he says, I got to go find my sheep. And everybody hearing that story goes, but that's crazy. Why would you leave 99 to go after the one? Here's what I've been wondering. I've been praying for you. I've been praying for this place. I've been praying for today. I've been praying for yesterday. And here's what I'm wondering. If Jesus showed up today while we're singing his praises, would he go, thank you, thank you, thank you for singing to me. I got to go. I got to go over there. What are, you, what are you doing over there, Jesus? I got some sheep over there. I got to go. Why would Jesus go? Because he loves us. And there was a moment in your life, and there was a moment in my life where I was a lost sheep, but Jesus came and he found me, and he brought me home, and he said, come, join the 99. I got to go. 
as a woo moment. And here's what I'm wondering. Is this church, our church, my church, your church, are we going to join our Savior in that mission to go grab some sheep? Here's what I want to do real quick. We got two things we're going to do, one and then two. The first one is the world around us. The second one is us. Here's the first one. I want right now, I want you to grab a name in your mind. Grab a name in your mind of somebody you know. You're not sure if they know God. You don't know if they love Jesus. You don't know if they're saved or found or lost sheep. You don't know where they are. Or maybe you know exactly where they are. They are not saved. They are not found. They don't know Jesus. And we're going to pray for them real quick right now by name. I'm going to start a prayer, and you're just going to pray that prayer in your heart for them. You ready? Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we know that you love lost people. How do we know, God? Because you first loved us, and you died for us, and you rose from us because you love us. So, God, right now, we lift up. Say their name. And, God, we lay them before your feet. God, we pray that you would pursue them, chase them, find them, and bring them back. Father, you love them. We know you love them. Open doors for us to talk to them about you. Open doors for us to bless them in your name. Open doors that we might serve them and teach them about the hope and the love of, the, of Jesus who is in us and with us. God, stir in us, move in us, motivate us, God, that we might love them the way you have loved us. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Another woo moment. We're going to get it all together here before it's done. And then lastly, the second thing we're going to do. John completes this little saying, and he says this. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. There is, yeah, that's a woo moment. And his love is made complete in us. I was just giving you another chance. You know, if a preacher says something three times, he means something by it, right? And his love is made complete in us. That's what I'm talking about. So here's what we're going to do. We do this every Sunday at Kingsway. We take communion together. You should have been given a little cup. It's got the bread and juice in it. If you didn't, there's some tables in the back, and I think people are going to go around and make sure that you have them. What we're going to do right now is I want you to gather up. Nobody's allowed to be alone. You hear me, Jacob? Nobody's allowed to be alone, brother. So you've got to find some people. You get with your family. You grab some other family because God's love is made complete when we love each other. You get together. Somebody volunteer to lead this bad boy and just say, here's what we're going to do. Let's all take the bread together. Let's all take the juice together. I'm going to hop down off the stage and go back and be with my family so that my kids and my wife, I could be their leader and help them take the bread and the juice. Somebody step up. I'm going to give you a prayer. We're going to give you a few minutes, and you're going to take communion then. And when you're done... Like it's 1999, right? Some of you are too young to know what that reference is. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that while we were sinners, you died for us. But we thank you, God, you didn't leave us stuck in our sins. You didn't just die. You rose from the dead. And when you did that, you gave us life. So now we are alive. We ran out of that grave and we have life. But that life is made complete when we love each other and we love the world. So God, right now, right now, make your love complete in us as we take this bread and take this juice and remember the awesome sacrifice of Jesus who makes us alive. Thank you, Father, 
for Jesus. It's in his name we pray.